Great. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of O365A. Uh, on this episode, we're joined by Microsoft MVP, Lee Ford. Lee uh, does a lot of work with Microsoft Teams, Microsoft 365, and Azure Communication Services, which uh, is today's topic. How, what is Azure Communication Services and how does it uh, integrate with Microsoft Teams? And we're even going to get a live demo from Lee. So welcome, Lee. And uh, why don't you just take a couple of minutes and introduce yourself and uh, what you do day to day. Okay, yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, so as, as you said, uh, my name is Lee Ford. Uh, I'm based in the UK. Uh, I'm a Microsoft MVP uh, and the M365 development um, track. So effectively around building apps that utilize M365. So uh, part of that is Microsoft Graph, obviously part of that is Microsoft Teams, hence why I'm here today. Um, and any other kind of um, associated um, kind of anything that has an API that Microsoft make basically kind of fits into that bucket. So um, my day-to-day -day job is uh, effectively uh, either integrating directly with M365 applications such as Teams, so building apps that sit inside of Teams or building tools that you can interface with uh, something like Teams. So if you wanted to like like a Teams management tool or something like that, that's um, ultimately my day-to-day -day job is kind of building tools that fit into either of those camps. So it might be that we require an app or a customer requires an app that sits in uh, inside of Teams and you know, be able to access it from Teams and uh, leverage um, uh, Teams as as kind of the, the conduit for the for the app. Um, or it might be that you know they want to do some particular reporting or something and you know M365 related. Um, and um, you know, maybe authentication issues, that's where we come in and um, effectively uh, help them uh, kind of uh, bridge that gap. So that's my day-to-day uh, -day job is kind of uh, trying to um, solve problems. That's the way to describe it. Fantastic. I think that's what we uh, all do day-to-day, -day, solve problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk Azure Communication Services. For someone um, not familiar with it, Let's just do an intro and specifically, let's just talk about how it integrates with Microsoft Teams. Yeah, so Azure Communication Services is a, um, I guess, similar to Microsoft Teams. Um, if you were to just read what it does and not read the word Azure or, um, and just, and then kind of knowing what you know about Teams, you think, well, hang on, isn't, isn't it the same thing? Well, I don't see the difference here. Um, and essentially they are, um, using the same underlying technology, something called IC3, um, which is where all sort of um, all the kind of translation and network traversal and all those kind of underlying things that you don't see uh, sort of using Teams, um, all of that is kind of run through IC3. So imagine it's kind of the, the, the backbone of, of Teams. It's also the backbone of Azure Communication Services. Um, where Azure Communication Service differs from Teams is Teams is a product, you buy Teams, you don't need to know about IC3, you don't need to, all you need to do is license your users, uh, configure it and obviously get going. So there's a bit more nuance than that, but ultimately it's it's a, say, off the shelf product, whereas um, ACS effectively tries to solve the same uh, problem, but in your own application. So if you've got a, um, say, a video conferencing application that you're building or um, some software you want to add some uh, voice or something like that, or PSD calling. Um, it's a way of using um, the same technology that Teams is powered by, but in your own applications. Um, how that integrates with Teams is you, there is some crossover. So you can have something like you could build your own app, um, but allow users that are assigned to Teams to use their Teams identity to sign into the app so they don't have to have a separate account. 
Um, another scenario is where you might want to have a video call between uh, Teams uh, users and non-Teams users, and that's where something like ACS can help bridge that uh, that gap. Fantastic. And uh, just to level set, you can use all the calling features of Azure Communication Services without Microsoft Teams. It just leverages the identity, right, of the user? Correct. Yeah. Um, yes, absolutely. So to be honest, ACS can be completely separate from Teams. You don't even need to have Teams. Um, so if you wanted to use your own identity provider, you want to sign in with your own uh, authentication methods or no authentication methods, uh, ultimately you can do that with um, with ACS, but you can also, like I say, bring your teams into the mix as well. And then another high level question. So let's say Teams isn't involved. We're going to make a call through ACS and we're going to do a PSTN call out to the public phone system. H how are the numbers uh, logistically organized? Like, is it just in the API you specify the numbers that are called or can it reuse my Teams profile, like the numbers configured for me? Is that an uh option? Yeah, so so you, I don't think you can use your team's numbers yet anyway. Uh, it has to be a separate number. Um, you, you have um, SPCs similar to you have in, in uh, direct routing uh, SPCs. You can also have them in um, ACS. They call them Azure Direct Routing, I think is the term, uh, just to differentiate from team's direct routing. Um, but ultimately, the setup is roughly the same. Um, so you have users with identities that actually then you can specify what numbers to use. Um, same with obviously inbound calls, you can um, you can kind of obviously uh, configure your application to route the calls accordingly based on you know, what number is coming in. Um, you can also do SMS, which you can't do in Teams. So you can now add, uh, uh, I think it's US and Canadian numbers as, as, as it stands to uh, allow SMS um, uh, communications as well. So if you've got an application that's, you know, you're going to receive a load of SMS or you're going to bulk send SMS out, that's something you can do with ACS. You don't have to uh, kind of have another solution on top uh, if you want to do that. Yeah, I, I know that SMS feature was uh, uh, a lot of people were waiting for that for a long time. Um, yes, that's that's good. All right, well let's uh, let's dive into a demo and uh, see it in action. So I know you have a, a small little demo you can show us, which uh, I, I think it just it's basically using ACS through a, a web portal, right? Correct. Yes. So, um, so what I've got here is, um, it's yeah, it's, it's a simple demo. It's very simple to explain. There's a simple premise behind uh, why you might want to do something like this. Um, but yeah, it's effectively using ACS and Teams uh, together. So um, I'll just back into the demo. So um, what we're trying to solve um, in this this sort of uh, demo or sample is um, a scenario where you may have come across where if you're familiar with something like team viewer um, or you know any desk or something where you may want to reach out to a, an external party who may or may not be using teams but obviously they do have a computer they do have a web browser um, and you want to be able to kind of uh, connect with them maybe share get them to share their screen um, and you don't want to have to think oh have they got teams uh, installed have they got a teams account uh, can they join a teams meeting all that sort of stuff you, if you can get to this website then then you're golden you can you can just uh, just just get on from there so um, what we have here is we have um, a user inside of teams um, they have a team um, called super cool team um, and in here they can create uh, remote assistance requests um, for 
uh, for external parties. So if you imagine I'm, a, say, a, a someone in a support team and I've got someone that needs to, um, uh, I need to assist, um, I can effectively go into Teams and I can create a remote assistance request. Uh, and so in here, I will specify, um, you know, person that's, that's uh, needing uh, assistance. Okay, so I'm going to put some bogus information in there. Um, I'm going to submit that and then we cross our fingers, we should get a request a response back here. So what's happened here is we've got a, a request back. Um, it's come back with a meeting ID. Now this meeting ID is the team's meeting ID. Um, so similarly, if you go to say, um, you know, your calendar and you can join with an ID, it's the same ID. So in theory, we could join using the ID here, but we go back to the team. Um, this ID, if I just copy that for a second, um, where that is uh, used is um, you give that out to the external parties. It's like I say, something similar to say a team viewer where you may be trying to assist someone and they'll be, yep, yeah, okay, here's the ID, enter the ID, and then they can join onto your machine. Um, it's effectively a similar kind of concept, just reversed in that we're providing the ID rather than them, but ultimately it's the same kind of concept. And so, Lee, you're you're surfacing this this program into Teams using like a, a custom app, Teams app that has a message extension. Is that correct? Correct. Is, yes, it's exactly right. Yeah. So we have a yeah should have should have mentioned that. Yeah, we have a uh, a message extension that sits inside of a team. Um, so this message extension can be used across multiple teams. So if you've got multiple support teams or multiple use cases for it, you can add the um, same message extension into uh, into multiple teams. Um, and then obviously, yeah, you're just effectively creating a new uh, request using the uh, the message extension. So, um, so we've created a request using the message extension. We've copied the ID. Um, now, from a team's perspective, uh, I just need to click the join button, um, and I will join that call. Okay, all being well anyway. Uh, so I'm in that call. Um, now, if I go to uh, a new tab. Uh, I've got a web browser open and I just entered the ID. I'm just going to paste in, say, uh, uh, find, uh, you know, kind of typing in. Um, that comes through and it finds the meeting details. Now, um, what we're doing in the background that you can't really see here is we're having to store the, the meeting details in a database. So we're using Cosmos database for, uh, for, for clarity. But ultimately, um, and the reason we do that is that we can't query um, Microsoft Graph. Uh, just using the meeting ID. Um, so what we have to do is we have to store the meeting details in a database, and then when the user goes to the web page, they enter their ID, um, that sends a request to our app. Our app then effectively uh, checks the database to say, has a meeting been uh, created using this ID? Yes, it has. Um, and then what happens in the background is that uh, the team's meeting details get sent back to the uh, to the browser, and then in the browser here, um, I, I've effectively got the team's uh, join URL, uh, web join URL uh, underneath. Um, so when I click start call, um, that will join using the uh, the team's uh, meeting. Uh, so now if I go back to the team's meeting, I can see now there's an anonymous guest. Um, now, one thing that I could add to the, uh, to the sample, but I haven't, is I could ask, it could prompt say, who, who, who are you? you know, um, uh, or some sort of validation, like a password or something like that, to make it a bit more kind of rather than just some random person joining. But ultimately, for, for simplicity's sake in the sample, it's just an anonymous person joining. Um, if I click Admit, that 
will uh, that will then admit the person in now. So I've got the both sides are muted um, and we've got no video, but ultimately that call is that call is in progress. Um, now it does bring up here that say there's limited call features. There are some um, quirks with um, Teams meetings um, and um, uh, uh, remote assistance and certain things like certain views won't work and certain like things like reactions to chat messages don't work. Um, so nothing of a showstopper really. It's just something to bear in mind that it's not an exact same experience that you'll get in a pure Teams meeting. As soon as you have a an ACS user join, there is kind of it's almost like downgraded ever so slightly. I put it like that. And that ultimately is the demo. Uh, without wanting to put the video on and and and, and the, the audio on and cause a massive feedback loop, um, that's effectively uh, how simple it is to to join the call. How customizable is the end experience? Because obviously the ACS gives you the value of you know having to build a whole meeting mechanism, deal with media or anything like yeah. that. You're just dealing with controls. But how how much can you modify like that that site where it's not the Teams client but it's going into the Teams meeting? Absolutely, yeah. You can pretty much customize all of it. So this is the default um, uh, look and feel, um, but you can effectively theme the whole thing yourself. You don't have to use the UI components that are built in here. These are the ones to kind of get you up and running. Uh, but if you've got a certain theme or a certain um, style of your existing app, and you think, well, we this is going to look out of place as it is, you can you know, change the colors, change the icons, change the layout. You can pretty much style the whole thing to, to fit into your uh, fit into your um, your app so they wouldn't even know um, that, that you're using Teams or ACS or anything. And that's kind of the beauty of this is that the person that's just logged in here, um, they have no idea what Teams is. They have no idea what ACS is. They just told to enter a code and click join. And that's what they've done. Um, and that's 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 kind of what I'm trying to convey here. So this is really cool. So, so it's like it's hard to tell which part of this is hosted in ACS and which part of it is hosted in Teams. And um, is this a meeting outside of Teams? Is this an AC or is is AC is you using ACS to simply get the external user to join a Teams yes. meeting? Yeah. So, so it's a Teams meeting underneath. Um, so when you uh, do the request in Teams, it goes to Microsoft Graph. It creates a Teams meeting like any other Teams meeting. Um, and it includes obviously like the join uh, URL that you know you'd send out on a on a um, on an external invite uh, you know, in in your calendar. Um, and effectively, what happens is when the user goes to a web page, they enter their code. Um, that then checks against our database to see if someone's created a team, uh, so a team's meeting with that code. And inside the database, we include the uh, the connection details that you'd, you'd that you would get back from um, from Teams. Um, and then effectively what ACS is doing is it's effectively a proxy almost uh, of allowing an external user to join a Teams meeting um, without being in Teams, if that makes sense. Mm. So it's just another way in, but it is a Teams meeting. And Lee, how, how does, is there any licensing at play here? Like uh, just with all the Teams licensing you have, does that give you the ability to join uh, an ACS user into the meeting? So from a from a from a license licensing perspective, there is no license required in Teams in addition to what you already have. So you know if you can already create Teams meetings, then uh, you know you license for Teams, then away you go. Um, and from an ACS point of view, there is no license either, but there is a cost um, 
associated with uh, using ACS, but it is on a sort of um, pay-as-you-go model. Um, so it's, you know, like fractions of a dollar per minute or whatever, um, but you only pay for what you use. So if you, you know, no one's using it, you're not paying uh, for it to just sit there. Um, but there's no like fixed licensing that you have to pay per, per user per month or anything. Right. Is there a, um, a specific ACS deployment uh, that you need to do in Azure? Um, you know, like is there like a, a unique type? Because I know that there's a few different types of. Yes, of I, I, can show you, I can show you that. Yeah, so so this is the sample that I have, um, all, the, all the components that I have in, in Azure. So the main one is the communication service. This is the ACS. Um, now, ACS itself doesn't actually host the code you host the code in your own application. So if you've already got an existing, uh, you know, something is sitting in Amazon um, or wherever, you know, you, you don't have to host anything. Like the only thing that has to sit in uh, Azure is the communication services. Now, like I say, I've decided to put a database and a storage account in here just because it makes sense to put it here. But again, these don't have to sit here. If you've already got a database uh, somewhere else uh, or in a different environment or of your app already you don't need to have that the only thing you absolutely have to have is the communication service um, now the bot registration that i have that's purely for the messaging extension to be able to call in the team uh, inside of the team to create the the, the, the meeting and obviously if you were doing it a different way you don't necessarily need that the bare minimum is the uh, is the communication service gotcha and so I guess, you know, we were sort of talking a bit offline, like Dino was mentioning, like this is sort of the art of what's possible that you can do with mm -hmm. ACS. Um, I yes. guess technically you could take this and and put it into, you know, um, any type of like contact center applications that you may have or, you know, queuing system or something like that, you know, that, uh, you know, you may be utilizing as well, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So if you just um, look here, we've got things like phone numbers and um, uh, direct routing, uh, an SMS, an email, and um, yeah, the, the, it, it, it is almost a uh, starting to look a bit like a contact center uh, in its own right, where you could effectively add that functionality to an existing app that you already have or any existing, if you've already got some kind of pseudo contact center that you've built, you could absolutely tie this into it as, a, as an added option. Um, I think one thing that I did see, um, it was, an, uh, so I think it's in preview at the point, was talking about having some sort of like routing of uh, different um, modalities as well. So almost like a contact center where you may have emails coming in and SMSs and uh, phone calls or whatever, and, and, and effectively being able to assign each one of those as a job um, and then effectively queue, put them in a queue. Um, so it is starting to move that way, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, all this sort of begs the question, I mean, um, just for our listeners' sake, that this this whole model of the power model of using um, contact center and, you know, there was connect and extend and now this power model, which was largely unknown, um, you know, just mm -hmm. uh, maybe a year, 18 months ago, but it seems that a lot of contact centers are looking at, at this in terms of not only developing, you know, a complete contact center outside of Teams, but even just having their own little, own little client involved in it as well. So whether it'll integrate with Teams or not is completely up to them. So just curious if you had thoughts on that and seeing, 
yeah no, absolutely yeah no, absolutely so i think um it is definitely moving that way where kind of the, the, the sort of using the team's client itself as the kind of um as the as the as the client makes sense to a certain extent but i think what we're seeing more is um companies kind of building like you say their own app inside of teams you still sign in to teams you don't have a separate web page open or separate app open but ultimately all the routing and all the all the smarts and all the kind of um distribution of calls or whatever they happen outside of teams um and teams is just ultimately the kind of the the wrapper around it, it just save them having to have a separate um separate client to you know okay I'm, I'm on the contact center and i need to have teams open for messages and people calling me internally and then i need another client for you know getting um uh calls through as an agent all of a sudden that goes away i think people are trying to kind of handle all the queuing and all the kind of modalities different modalities that are not core to teams but also don't want to kind of have to have a separate client you kind of want to have both together and i think acs absolutely gives you that or it seems like maybe a cleaner solution than kind of having everything separate um i, I would say uh, lee in your uh, your travels have you seen some really uh cool or uh fantastic use of acs integrated in a teams i thought your demo was was pr pretty neat in terms of offering that meeting join experience but uh any other uh, examples that uh you'd like to share i think i think that the one that i've seen a lot um that, that that makes a lot of sense as well is the kind of the the virtual appointments so um what i've done here is more an ad hoc thing where you know i need to speak to this person here's a code into the code on this website and away you go um what I've seen a lot of, which I think is a really cool way, is if you need to book some time uh, with a medical professional or a lawyer, um, and you you don't want to kind of have to like um, send out details for every time someone wants to speak to you, the idea is that you can literally go onto a web page and go, oh yeah, I want to speak to this person, select the person, select the time you want to speak to them, um, and then uh, effectively in the background a um, something gets spun up uh, in teams so as far as the, the resource or the person that you're booking against is in teams they know no different and on your end you the, the same website that you logged into to access and book make your booking whether it's a doctor or whoever um, there's just a join button next to the booking that you've made they click the join button they join via um, by the web page and they have no idea that it's in teams or whatever they've just joined a, a meeting that they've booked I think that is definitely uh, one one cool way of doing it. Um, I think another one I've seen is um, people um, wanting to um, speak to, um, I think it's like law enforcement, I think it was, um, where they are um, effectively sort of um, go up to a uh, like a kiosk and they want to make a call and uh, speak to someone, but they don't want you know, it to be Teams branded. They ultimately just want a simple web page that they would click oh yeah i need to speak to um uh yeah um, certain part of law enforcement uh they press a button almost like a you know, drop down list on a web page uh they press a button and then put them through to someone again without having a you know a public user having to know how teams works and okay well, i'm signing to teams let's have a poke around it's oh yeah i need to speak to um 
this department they press the that department button and it you know sets up a call with uh, that department in teams on on the, the department's end but on your end it's just in a in a kiosk um you know computer in a kiosk that's that's a couple of cool scenarios i've seen anyway yeah no that makes uh, makes yeah. a lot of sense very cool yeah this seems like a whole sort of communication api to expand and open teams up to use cases that just previously weren't weren't possible right absolutely yeah that that's that's the um that's that's the the plan is not to replace teams it's to extend uh extend your application into teams but also extend your application even if you don't use uh, teams in that way but just say oh actually it'd be cool if we could make video calls in our app or uh, be able to you know uh, bring in these external users into our into our uh, application without having to um like I say build a whole uh, communication api yourself you effectively just shortcutting it by going oh microsoft have built it they use they use the same technology for teams like it's you know from my experience um you know this demo didn't take that long to set up it was a pretty straightforward uh thing um and i guess that's the, the whole point of it is that you don't have to be you know spending uh, weeks and weeks trying to uh, build your own kind of uh, ab application you can kind of just uh use uh use acs yeah no that makes a lot of sense all right, well, that was fantastic, uh, Lee. Great overview of Azure Communication Services, how it integrates with Teams. Uh, nice. I learned a lot. Thanks for doing a, a live demo. That was great. Um, the demo gods were nice. Everything worked. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, well, we'll leave it at that. So it was a pleasure talking to you, Lee, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Okay, Thanks. thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers now.